In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you hear, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. On the second day of the Novena to the Immaculate Conception, we meditate on the response of Mary to the message of God. I would like to begin this meditation with some words of the Pope Francis, which he was addressing to the people of Colombia. And he was telling them that um, they know very well that God is the Lord of the first step. He constantly goes before us. In sacred scripture, everywhere speaks of God as one who is exiled from himself for the love of men, for the love of his creatures. And so it is, it was when there was only darkness, chaos, and God going forth from himself brought all things into being. So it was when he walked in the garden and saw the nakedness of his creatures. So it was when as a pilgrim, no? he dwelt in the tent of Abraham, leaving him the promise of an unexpected fertility to his wife, Sarah. So it was also when he appeared to Moses, who was hiding the goods of his father-in-law, and opened a new horizon before him. Our Lord is a God of the first step. And throughout our life, he is calling us he called us first in baptism, and whether we obey his voice or not, he continues to graciously call us. If we fall from our baptism, he calls us to repent. If we strive to fulfill our calling, he calls us from grace to grace, from holiness to holiness. But at times we are slow to master this great truth that our Lord, as it were, walks amongst us. And by his hand or his eyes, or his voice commands us to follow him. We do not understand that our calling is something that takes place now. Because sometimes you want to believe that, that is something that took place in the days of the apostles, in the days of Moses, in the days of Abraham. And you don't believe or don't want to believe that is something that takes place now. And as such, we don't look for it in our own case. And although God calls people differently, sometimes in silent invitation, other times we see that his call is more imperious, like the one we have seen talked about in the first meditation of Our Lady. And we saw that Our Lady asked a question, and our Lord answered, because our Lord wants to be to be understood. 
He wants to make his plans our plans. But right there, the scene of the Annunciation continues. After Mary had said to the angel, But how can this come about since I have no knowledge of man? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called the Son of God. And Mary answered, You see before you the Lord's servant. Let it happen to me as you have said. And after that, the angel left. And from this point on, this event becomes a major turning point in the life of, of Mary. There's a sudden illumination. The culminating moment of her entire life. A moment in which she suddenly realized the reason for her existence. Jesus himself will later speak about this moment when he speaks about the treasure buried in a field which a man stumbles upon, which when he finds he sells everything he has in order to buy that field. And he speaks of the merchant's search of a, girl, of, of, of a pearl of great price. When the pearl is found, the merchant sends everything in order to acquire. And for us, we can say it will be the greatest tragedy in life. Not so much what is failure, but rather to climb the ladder of success and find out that the ladder is actually against the wrong wall. We can spend our entire life you know, in pursuit of goals, many times that are worthless, or even goals that are objectively good, but are not our goals the goals that we are meant to achieve, to strive for, to find. And our vocation is such one goal. It is the pearl of great price. It is that field where the treasure is buried. The moment, the illuminating moment of our life, the culminating moment of our entire life. The moment when we suddenly realize though, the reason of our existence. When everything aligns, all the stars we can say align in our life. Bishop Fulton Sheen once was traveling from Chicago to New York with a plane. And as the plane took off, a stewardess sat down beside him. And she was a very beautiful girl. And she said to Fulton Sheen, Do you remember meeting me? And the bishop said, No, I, I don't. And she said, No. Some years ago when this plane in this plane, I met you and I sat with you for 20 minutes and I remember every word you say. And Bishop Fulton Sheen asked her, what did I say? And she said, you began by saying, you're a very beautiful girl. And do you know that of all the gifts that God gives, the one he gets back last and the least of all is the gift of beauty. He gives people money, people use it for the poor. He gives song. And people use it for worship. It gives, it gives beauty. It sometimes gets nothing back but old bones. So why don't you think of giving your beauty to people who have never seen anything beautiful in their lives? And the stewardess finished saying, that is what you say. And the bishop said, that sounds just exactly like me. That is what I would say. And the stewardess said, well, I have had two years to think about it. And I've made up my mind.
I'm willing to do anything. When? The bishop asked. Now, the steward didn't say. And the bishop told her, all right, you can come to my office in New York and I will tell you where you're going. I will tell you now if you want to know. She said, it doesn't make a difference. And the bishop said, you're going to go to Vietnam. You're going to a leap economy. And there she was. Today with a woman doctor, they have a jeep and they drive under those bridges where leapers hide, you know, being driven out of villages. And she picks them up, takes them to a leaper colony and cares for them. And thus the leapers are saying something beautiful for the first time in their lives. Our lady was not only a virgin, the virgin most lovable, virgin most admirable. She had so many other qualities, so many other Characteristics that made her really love. You can just see that by the litany we normally say. And she could have used all her qualities in many ways, but she used them exclusively to serve the divine plans. And St. Peter writes no? that God has shaped us like living stones in order to build his church. And when a carpenter builds a chair, he makes all the necessary parts, the feet, the seat, the back, so that people can sit down. Now, if the chair could think and decide about its own existence, the best thing it would do would be to carry out its mission, to serve as a seat. But if it could also rebel and turn upside down with its feet in the air, it will not stop being a chair, but it will be to have lost its purpose, the purpose for its existence. And perhaps some of its qualities might be useful or something, you know? You could hang a jacket on one of the feet, but the chair would be no good for sitting down. And I'm sure you understand what I'm getting at with the limits of this example. God has created us, He has formed us, He has fashioned us to fit the vocation which He already has chosen for us from all eternity. And it is only when we fulfill our vocation that all the talents He has bestowed on us, whether few or many, find their fullest meaning. And our lady, from the answer she gives to the angel, here I am. May it be done according to your will. She in a sense, she in a sense now puts herself in God's hands. She accepts what God has wanted for her. And from now on, her way is going to be clear. It will be determined by this annunciation. Now her position in creation becomes quite clear for her. She understood as far as it was possible for a creature to understand the plan of God for the world. God has allowed her, in a sense, to participate in his secret. He has revealed his fondest plan to her. And our lady realizes that her future is no longer hers exclusively. God was now going to point out for her a thousand unimportant circumstances, what her attitude, her conduct, her behavior should be at each moment in each set of circumstances. And now that there, there was not going to be any monotony in her life because every life becomes a great and passionate adventure when God takes position of the soul. And especially when that soul is willing to cooperate fully 
with God, accepting and fulfilling completely and without reserve, whatever part the Creator has designated for it. When we make our will one with the will of God, we let God take possession of us. Life gains a purpose. It is worth living. This unity between God and man eliminates all sense of routine. It gives interest and meaning to the thousands small events of everyday existence. That is why St. Josemaria used to say, I have told you that the Christian vocation consists in making heroic verse out of the prose of each day. Heaven and earth seem to merge on the horizon, but where they really meet is in our hearts, when we are trying to sanctify our everyday lives. When we put our lives in the hands of God, we let God take position over our future. When we let Him become the director and the writer of the drama you know, of our lives. Because He already is the director and the writer of the drama of the whole creation, but especially of the characters you know, who are His own creatures. And what God wants is that each of us finds our role in the drama that he is concocting. The tragedy is the preference of our ego drama over the theodrama. Our ego drama is the drama that I want. The theodrama is letting God be the director of our lives, accepting his vocation for us. His place in creation for us. The tragedy will be insisting that I play the starring role in the play that I am writing and directing. To be the best actor. And in that case, my desires, my goals, my style are paramount. But on the other hand, like Mary, in the context of the theodrama, all that is turned around. Now it is God's desire for me, God's goal for me, God's style played out in me. The particular role within God's drama are as varied as the actors, but their purpose is always the same. Because God's drama has one end, to join us to the power of divine life, to make us sharers in the divine life. In effect, to, to lead us to sanctity. And many times, no, as the Pope said, it is a matter of our times opening our eyes. God is near us. He is calling us. And we have to respond or refuse this call. We have to decide whether we want to continue with our ego drama or with the theodrama. St. Augustine was a great African saint. Once wrote that two cities have been formed by two loves. The earthly love by the earthly city by the love of self and the contempt of God. And the heavenly city by the love of God even to the contempt of self. And he says that the former city glories in itself while 
the heavenly city glories only in God. The earthly city seeks glory for men. The greatest glory of the other city is God. One city lifts up his head in its own glory. The other says to God, You are my glory. And I sense that is a difference between the theodrama and the ecodrama. The difference between us accepting the will of God and what He wants for us in our lives and not accepting it. And we have to ask ourselves, no? Which city are we building? Which city are we building? Is it our own earthly city or the city of God? St. Paul once told the Christians long ago, none of us lives for oneself and no one dies for oneself. If we live, we live for the Lord and if we die, we die for the Lord. So then whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And this in a sense is like the motto that our Lord wants for us to live with by, to build our city on. And when we discover our vocation, we like the Virgin discover the true meaning of our life, the purpose of our existence. The calling, in a sense, is the message through which God lets us know His plan for us. The place He wishes for us to occupy in creation. And unlike Our Lady, God expects us to say, You see before you, your Lord's servant, let it happen to me, as you have said. I thank you, my Lord, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. <laughs>